For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome. Today is December 23rd. Can you believe it? (laughs) Oh, my God. This year, it's gone so fast. And, man, I'm really trying to stay positive for 2021. But here in Ontario, Canada, where I live, we are going into full lockdown province-wide on the 26th, and that's going to continue all through January. So, oh my goodness. Uh, Hey, it is what it is. But in the meantime, I'm here with some great podcasts coming at you, including today's guest, Sonny Sandoval of P.O.D., another legend on the program. And I got to tell you, this guy is just so cool, so down-to-earth, so chill, Literally just friend gave me his email. I emailed him. He's like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Whatever you want. We did it on Twitch live. So some people, if you're piped in to the Twitch program, which you should be, maybe you already caught this one, but here it is edited for your pleasure, your consumption. But I do want to remind everybody to be sure to add me on Twitch because I'm trying to do as many podcasts on there live It's an amazing community. Me and Mike Howell of This Is The New Shit, we go on there every Wednesday at 6 p.m. This Wednesday, actually today, we're going to be talking about all the fun little categories. You know, favorite music video and most disappointing album and, you know, best drum performance. And we're going to go through all these little things. So if you are listening to this on Wednesday, which is today... 6 p.m. Eastern, will be live on Twitch. And the link for Twitch, once again, is twitch.tv slash Shane 
told. You don't need to do anything. It's completely free. I recommend signing up for an account just so you can post comments. You can ask questions while we're doing it. Interact with me, interact with Mike, or interact with the guest. It's super, super awesome. I'm really, really excited to bring that and, and also you know, bring a visual format to the show. Don't get me wrong. I love podcasts. I know so many of you listen in your cars, you know, on your way to work or maybe on your way not to work these days. But adding a visual component is also really cool and, and I've just really been enjoying it. So please, uh, once again, that link, twitch.tv slash Shane Told. It is completely free. As for something that's not completely free, we've got the All Access Club, which is the best way to help out the show. If you need a very last minute Christmas gift, holiday gift for someone that you know, um, you know, maybe you forgot, it's been busy, it's been weird with stores closing, you could give the gift of Lead Singer Syndrome for a whole year or a monthly subscription. Um, maybe there's a music lover in your family that could really get behind this. Uh, or maybe you just want to get it for yourself. Treat yourself, yo. So yeah, uh, it is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access for as little as six bucks a month. That gets you into the club. Access to an amazing community of other fans of the show. Access to me. And of course, tons of bonus content, bonus episodes, and all those videos that are on Twitch. The only place to watch them later is there on the All Access Club. So that's where you got to go to check it out. The link again, leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. And speaking of Twitch... Do you see a common theme here at Twitch? Yeah, Twitch. I'm going to be on there for nine more days in a row. I am doing 12 consecutive days, the 12 days of Christmas lockdown, I'm calling it, including podcasts with um, Jag, formerly of A Skylit Drive. Remember that band? They were good. He's got a new band, too. He's coming on next Tuesday live, 3 p.m. Eastern. That's on Twitch. Of course, we'll, we'll turn it into a podcast as well. Um, I'm going to be on there playing acoustic songs, including my first ever attempt at a Christmas set on Christmas Day, 1 p.m. So if, you know, maybe you're doing your social distancing, which is, I applaud you for that, and you're, you got a little time, come join me. So yeah, once again, all this stuff is happening. You can find it on my Instagram. There's some information there too. Instagram is at Shane Told, and uh, that is really about it. Twitch is a new thing, and I am really, really Really enjoying it. It is just so positive on there. Such a good vibe. And so many great podcast episodes are coming out as well. And you know, I was looking back, I was scrolling through at the long list of episodes that I've done. And, you know, this is going to be the sixth Christmas holiday season that I have been doing this podcast. And, you know, it's the season of giving and all that. And, I feel so privileged that so many of you have given your time to me, to this show, and that you've enjoyed it, and that you've emailed me, and you've let me know. Once again, you can always email me. It's leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. But honestly, it just warms my heart to look back and know that this is the sixth one. It's just absolutely crazy. And thank you again, everybody, so much for tuning in to this episode and all over 250 that I've done. Thanks for all the love. Thanks for all the support. Happy holidays. Now here's my conversation with Sonny of the Almighty P.O.D. We are-
here. Sonny, what's <laughs> up, man? What up, what up? How you doing? It's good to see you. You too, man. Doing good. I uh, Yeah, thanks for doing this. And uh, as always, I like to ask the people if everything's working before we really jump in. <laughs> if we've got audio, we've got video, you know, if everything's looking good. And they will let us know because they're sweethearts here. And um, yeah, welcome to Tuesday afternoon. Sonny Sandoval of P.O.D. here. And first things first, man, I love the shirt. Uh, I don't know if you can see it on the screen, but yeah, hold it up. The yeah. Bad Brain shirt. The, um, I don't know if you, did you know that the theme song for the podcast is um, Big Takeover by Bad Brains? Did you know that? You, I think you were, you were mentioning it to me, yeah. Yeah, so, so um, I appreciate your dressing for the occasion. Ah, just uh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome, man. And um, just so much to talk about, man. I, yeah. just, just, I guess the first thing to start with, which, you know, is always just, it, it's cliche at this point, but it really mm. is just been the major thing going on is just how has COVID been for you? I mean, you know, I know mm. back in March when a lot of bands, including my own, we had to go home and, and everything got shut down, you know, in the middle of a tour. Yeah. You guys hadn't even played any shows in 2020 yet. So <laughs> no. for you, it's been even longer <laughs> since you've been on the stage. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we played New Year's Eve in um, El Paso, uh, 2019. And then we had uh, shows coming up. We were going to go to Europe, some South American gigs. Uh, yeah, just preparing for a new year. And then come come March, you know, everything kind of hit. And uh, to be honest with you, man, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't excited about COVID, but <laughs> when anybody was, we had a reason to stay home. Right. I mean, for me, and you know, you know, too, like, I mean, I'm a family guy. I've been touring all my life, like stay home with my family. Awesome. I was like, I'm in, you know, it's going to be a couple months. All right, cool. We make some adjustments. But now here we yeah. are, you know, almost a year later. And it's just me um, trying not to go down the rabbit hole of like finances and, um, you know, just the future of touring and music and just trying to stay positive in the meantime. But yeah, we're, we're pushing it right now. Yeah, well, is this this has got to be the longest you've ever gone without playing, right? I mean, we're coming Dude, up on a year, more over a year. Yeah. It'll be, I mean, if you figured, like I said, we played New Year's Eve. That means we're going to go yeah. through 2020 without playing a show. And that's, uh, so that'll be 20, like almost 29 years, bro, of not playing. You know, that's have crazy you, to me. <laughs> have you done live streams or anything like that? Um, I haven't seen anything. No, No, you haven't. I mean, you know, everybody was kind of toying. What's the best way to go? What to do? Uh, you know, we threw some ideas around, but we were, you know, we had other things going on, you know, so uh, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a priority, you know, we, I guess we just kind of, everybody's sitting back with the, with the drive-in shows, like all these different yeah. ways. And we, yeah. we're just kind of sitting back like, a, you know, what, what we should do. And I think, honestly, I just think we missed the boat on all that stuff. It's just more of us waiting and hoping that all this stuff is just going to pass. Like, cause it could literally happen tomorrow where they're like, everything's cool and we're going to go back to normal life. And I guess maybe, I don't know if that's naive, but <laughs> we just, I guess that's just the hope for us, you know? No, it absolutely is the hope um, for mm -hmm. all of us is that there'll be some semblance of normal after all this, but I don't know, man, I feel like the longer it goes, you know, like the weirder it's getting and the harder yeah. it's going to be, be to come back to kind of what we remember, you know, right. although I will say I'm seeing some uh, footage now of Australia, you know, they've pretty much beaten the thing 
and they had a festival with like full on just a crowd like normal, no masks, yeah. like everyone just you know doing the thing. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, See, yeah. yeah. So hey, maybe maybe it's possible, but it is it definitely is like yeah, kind of. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I don't have yeah, yeah. super We're high open. hopes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're we're definitely hoping. I mean, I, I guess it just takes, you know, those kind of um, stats to come in and I'll use it Australia, people doing it just to show that it can be done. Um, I mean, we, we, we have stuff on the books. It's just, uh, but things are changing, you know, it just, every time, every day something comes in, oh, this is going to get canceled. This is not going to happen. So our fingers are crossed, man. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent. And, and um, you know, you guys have just announced a European tour. Right. 2021 um i guess fingers crossed on if, if that's <laughs> gonna happen like we're hoping for the Man. best uh, yeah, yeah. but that's you know that's that's exciting news at least to kind of Super. you know work your way back a little bit and some pretty crazy yeah. places there too i mean i saw russia's on there i, I don't know yeah. how, i'm sure you've been there a couple times but that's not mm-hmm. a place you go every day no 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 i mean and it, you know we we tour so much that it's always uh it's just a treat to to be able to go overseas, you know, and then uh, even hit new countries that maybe you haven't been before. Um, so we're super excited. I think everything just got pushed over from 2020 to 21. Yeah. But I was talking to um, our manager again today and it was just like, you know, it's he's not being negative, but he's just like, you know, obviously come, come February, you know, when we want to start booking flights and stuff like that, you, you got to start asking the hard questions, you know, yeah. I mean, it, of, of, you know, man, is this really going on? And with the promoters, you know, what's the likelihood of everything? And uh, so hopefully for, you know, open for better news, at least by February, yeah. we, can, we can just move through with it. I know. Every, no, every time we have <laughs> meetings with like, yeah, whether it's agents or managers or everything, it's like, it's all doom and gloom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it sucks, it's, just, it's like, I don't even want to at this point. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Let's just skip the meetings because yeah. yeah. uh, I don't want to get bummed <laughs> out. Oh, exactly, bro. Well, you know, one thing that's come of this and you say, you know, more time with your, your family, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is a beautiful thing, obviously. And probably something after what'd you say? 29 years of doing this, that time yeah. is really, really welcomed. But right. the other thing you've been doing is the whosoever project, you know, mm-hmm. with some friends, um, going around to, I mean, schools and skate parks yeah. and homeless shelters um, all over America, right? And and you're yeah. kind of giving back. You're you're helping kids out, which yeah, is a really awesome thing to do because a lot of people, you know, in your position, twelve million records later, they're not <laughs> out there doing that. And you're in the trenches yeah. because you care, and that's a Thanks, really man. awesome thing. So tell the people about that because I obviously a lot of people know about it, but yeah. you know, most people know you for from POD and and your your work, you know, behind the microphone. Right, right. Um, yeah, I appreciate you saying that, man. Um, the Who Servers is just more, it's been more of a, a brotherhood. It's been about 11 years now. And I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a man of faith and, and uh, it's very, very important to me. You know, we've never kind of, we've never, I don't even think in music we've, you know, uh, have carried this banner of like Christianity, just more so, you know, uh, my, my belief in Jesus, you know, but you know, there's more to it, you know, it's, it's living it out, you know, trying your best to do what's right. Um, and here we are in this, this pandemic when even myself, just, just your faith is being tested with everything. We're talking about 
touring, you know, finances. And we're a band that, you know, right. you don't, you don't work, you don't eat. You know what I mean? It's not what people think, you know, you know that it's like, dude, you got to work and you got to tour to make, to make money. No one buys records these days. Yeah. Um, and so again, try not to go down the rabbit hole with all of that, but um, we've I started the who service about 11 years ago. It was mostly just, like I said, more of accountability of brotherhood guys like head from corn, you know, my buddy Ryan, there was guys from metal militia guys from all kinds of bands that were, you know, either just fighting to, to stay sober or to just, uh, you know, walk, walk their faith out. And they just needed real guys to do that. You know, yeah. not everybody can relate to your local Baptist church or your, you know, sure. your local past, your local pastor, you know, and, you know, even, even just getting over the humps of your own, um, you know, misconceptions or whatever, your own hangups about those things. Uh, and so it just started with a bunch of real guys doing that. And it just kind of grew into, you know, us going to schools, going to rehabs, going wherever they would let us. And because of COVID here in California, you know, we, but for the last few years, we've been, we've been doing schools. Yeah. Um, but because of COVID, you know, so we just, we just took it to the streets, wherever they'd let us. And, um, you know, obviously depression is at all time high. Suicide is an all time high amongst young people um, this year. Uh, so we just went punk rock freestyle wherever they'd let us set up. Some of the skate parks, the cops would come in, they shut it down. I mean, wow. obvious. We, we knew that, you know. Um, but we just, I think for me, it was just more of getting out and just trying to do something good. I need to do something good, you know, and not get caught up in my own worries and concerns. And, and whenever we can go out and help people, it's always, it's always a blessing. Totally, totally. I mean, I, I heard you went to, was it Montana that I heard you went to? Yeah, we're uh, in Montana, you know, Idaho, Florida. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all that travel, I mean, that's hard this year and, and you know, dangerous yeah. and all that too. I mean, you must have seen, you know, seen some shit doing that. I mean, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, that, that's why we went out of California. I mean, you know, again, I'm, yeah. for me, I, I don't talk about the issue I'm, I'm whatever everybody's comfortable with i'm cool you know like if if you're like hey let's keep our six feet distance we will all wear masks i'm cool i got it but if you're good to to just sit and have a conversation without my mask on i'm good with it too but right. that's why we left california because in these in these these cities like great falls or in idaho in florida bro it's not like california i mean obviously they're respectful but they're they're not um you know, they're, they're allowing people to get together. You know, they're allowing people to, I mean, kids are at the skate parks. They don't have to wear their mask at the skate park. And again, I, you know, I'm not trying to, to debate on whether you should or you shouldn't. It's uh, but there's people that are living their lives outside of California. And that's where we chose to just go where we knew, you know, obviously we wouldn't be looked down upon or, you know, yelled at for not, not having our mask on, you know? Yeah. I mean, Hey, it's, it's, you're making a difference. And I just think it's a beautiful Thanks, thing man. and something that needs to be, you know, talked about, you know, um, yeah. it's, it's just funny too. I mean, you've been at it for so long and mm. the, obviously like the longer, and I'm, I'm 39, I'm not a spring chicken <laughs> either. Right? right. But you know, you start to get older and older and the age gap from <laughs> the kids in high school gets more and more and more. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these people, they don't remember when you know youth of the nation right. was like the massive hit like yeah. you know like like their their parents probably know yeah. it better than they do what's that yeah. like i mean when they when the kids like they've never heard of your band there's probably a it, right, it might, right. maybe a little bit humbling uh it, sometimes it, it is it is but i think i think they're more so looking at me like okay what what is this guy here you know what, what's he what's what's he doing and and i never go like i, I never go around oh hey what's up dude i'm saying it's more like i show up in front of these kids 
dude, I believe in you. I believe in you guys, you know? And it's, so it's like, they, they listen, but it's funny. Like you said, we'll go to the detention centers and you have these, yeah. you know, teenage kids. Yeah. They don't know who POD is. You know what I mean? So I don't even go down that route. It's just more that I care about you guys. I'm being, I'm being um, obedient to my faith to come and just share that there's hope. And, and we started this all down a few months back when it was like suicide awareness um, month. And the moment we went out to do anything, the doors were just opening up left and right. You know, like I said, you said homeless shelters, skate parks, because there's such a need for anyone to just come in and shed a little light. You know what I mean? And a, a funny story is, is that we were, we were at a detention center and these kids don't know. And it was mostly like, it was mostly like young black kids. So they, of course, they don't even really know, you know, some rock band. Right. But, but all the, but all the guards, all the, the jail guards were like showing them on, on the computer, you know, youth and nation, our, our, our videos and all they cared about. Then they started going around the whole, you know, block and they were like, uh, dude, he's got over a hundred and something million views on, on this song. And that's <laughs> right. all they, that's all right. they cared about. You know, I mean, they were, they were receptive to what was said, but I think when you come in and you're genuine and you're just like, look, man, I believe in second chances. I believe in all these things. And it's just more relating to them on a human level, you know, and, uh, and, and, and they, they understand where we're coming from. No, absolutely, man. So yeah, let's talk about let's talk about your music and just your legacy and everything. I mean, it it's hard to know where to start. Um, you know, but I, I read twelve million albums sold, which is just unheard of for a rock band these days. But right. I had a question from uh from a fan here who brought up something I thought was really interesting, just about, you know, back in those days of, of MTV mm. and, you know, TRL and all that stuff that 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 doesn't exist anymore either yeah, right yeah, yeah. you know you really you know were able to kind of be the rock band that was being played you know in between Britney Spears <laughs> and Mariah Carey and Eminem and you know whatever was like big riding that wave and and at the same time kind of in, in some ways having to be sort of an ambassador of rock music in a way yeah, yeah. What was that like? Um, just in at that time, you know, uh, trying to navigate exactly how to find your kind of place, but also right. be like legit about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was such a uh, a whirlwind of you know, especially in that time, because um, we didn't know any different. You know, we I mean, we've been doing music on our own for so long and underground, independent, but when. Once we signed to a major label, you know, obviously there were bigger yeah. opportunities, but once things started getting onto TV and that kind of stuff, um, you know, we were touring 24 seven. So it's not like we, you didn't really feel it until you came home. And then it was like, your friends were like, dude, you guys are yeah. everywhere. Like this is nuts. To right. us, it was like, dude, wake up, play a show, wake up, play a show. Right. Uh, and you, you know, you're just about business. But um, back then it was kind of weird to be, um, in that mainstream world with, like you said, the, the boy, boy groups of the time. Yeah, and, sure. and there was only a handful of rock bands. And I want to see, you know, whether it was the corn or Limp Bizkit or even like Papa Roach was in there. Um, sure. Lincoln Park it, was, was blowing up. Lincoln at the time. Park, yeah. 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 It yeah. was, uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was strange, but it, I guess, I guess we just didn't, it was all new to us. So I guess you just kind of count it all as like, this is just what happens, right. <laughs> you know, outside, outside of playing shows every day. No, no, hundred, hundred percent. Um, and it's really like an amazing point that you bring up that I think all, a lot of the younger people on Twitch uh, are not going to be able to understand is how, you know, back in whenever Youth of the Nation came out, w cell phones weren't really that prevalent. No. 
There weren't no. smartphones. There was no. no data on your phone. All you could do is make phone calls. And then like, I remember my first text message. I think it was like 2003. I was like, right. what the fuck is wrong with my phone? Like, <laughs> this is, you know, like it, it, that was the very beginning. So when you think about before that, it's very true. You're on the bus. Um, you know, maybe you have a laptop with the internet, kind of, but it's yeah. slow as, you know. Like yeah, yeah, that, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't have that, uh, like, reassurance, you know, where nowadays right. someone can post something and there's this instant gratification of people telling you how wonderful you are and you're right. like, oh, like, just like the, the you know, the, the people in the, um, uh, I'm losing the word. I didn't want to say prison because they're kids. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, detention yeah, yeah, yeah. center. Detention center, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, those people seeing, seeing, oh my God, there's this many views. Like, that's, right. the, that's the world today. But the that's world back in. then, you didn't have that. So it was probably, would you say it was easier to stay grounded a little bit? Of course. I, I, think, I think that's kind of the problem we're having. And I think that's why we always are trying to address young people. I think they're so bombarded by so much. I mean, great technology is a beautiful thing, you know, um, and I'm grateful for all these different avenues that we have, but it is a lot of noise, you know, for, <laughs> for your average kid to consume. And yeah. I think one of the stats was like, you know, back in the day, uh, it took a person 80 years to consume just as much, um, you know, data up here in the brain than a 15 year old does like, um, like right now. Right. And it's, right. it's, it's too much because, and I don't think these kids can handle it. You know, it's just like, they don't even know what, you know, what, what the grass feels like cause they've never touched it, but they see that it's green on their TV screen. You know, they have no, so it's hard, it's hard to relate all this stuff. You know, when you were talking about TRL and all that and all that kind of stuff, it was just a different way of doing things. Um, yeah. But you know, it's just, it's, it's a lot, man. And I, um, you know, I have my own thoughts and concerns about, you know, all these social media platforms and stuff like that, you know, just even when it's just trying to protect young people's hearts and minds. Um, yeah. And that's why I said before, not trying to go down the rabbit hole with all this craziness, man. Absolutely. Well, you've done a great job, though, over the years of, you know, obviously you come from a time when like it was demo tapes, man. And like CDs were yeah, the yeah. new thing practically, right? Um, yep, yep. You, you know, vinyl was big, then vinyl was gone, then vinyl was big again. <laughs> So you've seen that come and go, but I really do think that POD in general has done a good job of embracing the new stuff as it comes, you know, and yeah. every time you put out a record, okay, it, it is relevant to the time. Um, and mm. that's not always easy to balance, especially when, you know, you come from like, you know, you're old school, you're punk rock, you're wearing a bad right, brain right, shirt. Right. So, right, right. I mean, I mean, is that something that you guys, I guess you talk about, you think about, or is there a lot of it is like, well, we're kind of setting our ways a little bit too. Is there a balance there? There's a balance, but I think we've, we've learned so much. You know, we, like you said, we are older and we've been in this game for so long. And, you know, we've made choices that have even hurt our career only because we didn't want to be stuck in certain areas. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so we made choices that probably wouldn't, it didn't, it didn't elevate our career, but that was something that we, you know, we counted the costs and we were, you know, we were able to, to live with uh, those decisions, you know what I mean? As far as uh, what we're doing, but when we get together now, I mean, we, we, we love so many different kinds of musics and, you know, luckily the, you know, my guitar player, he's, he's just one of those guys that like me, I'm like, if you ask me, what are you listening to? It's always going to be something old school. And then he's the kind of guy where he's listening to something new school. And I, I love that about him because he's just a right. music fan. You know what I mean? So 
I think we're always trying to stay in the pocket. And what we did with the last record, I, obviously we went with some younger guys, some producers, and we were willing to, um, to, to, to co-write a little bit more, which we've never really done before. You know, oh, yeah. we have, yep. we've used old school producers and, you know, we've done things in that kind of punk rock old school mentality. But now um, even in writing this new record, it's like, how can we do something different? Like let's, even now we're showing up. It's like, we literally have no ideas. Let's just show up and just go for it. You know, like let's, yeah. let's talk about what's going on. And so I don't know, it, it makes it kind of fun. You know, we, we definitely don't write the same record over and over. And then, you know, from the first record or first song to the last song, every song sounds the same. I think I'm, I'm not very proud that we've never really got stuck in that, that groove. No, for sure. And you know, that's, that's really an interesting thing too, is how influential you've been on the younger bands that you know now are coming of age maybe they saw you on trl you know picked up a guitar uh along with some other bands too but maybe you were their favorite for whatever reason you know and then here you are um you know whether it's like fire from the gods you know he's singing on (laughs) singing on that record you know I, i think it's it's probably pretty cool to see you know you being influenced a little bit by the music that they were influenced by it with your own music. Yeah. Like it's sort of come full circle in a way, but I totally. really, I really love to see though, that you are not jaded. You embrace that, you mm-hmm. know? And like, sure. I, I mean, everyone says like the music you love when you're between the ages of, <laughs> I don't know what they say, 14 and 18 is like, that's the, yeah. that's the, sh- that's going to be your shit for your whole life. No matter what. <laughs> but right. you know, but still there's so much music that's, basically like influenced by pod that is now yeah, influencing yeah. you guys um yeah how has that been when you hear about a band saying hey sonny like you know if it wasn't for your band we wouldn't be in this you know right. really good it's, band it really is one of the, the best feelings man it just it just seems weird because you know even when i mentioned like oh yeah we're going on 30 years as a band it doesn't seem like that bro you know and now i just sound yeah. like the our old you know our parents or our grandparents you know back in my day or or, you know, time goes by so fast. Like, it's just like, yeah, whatever. No, it doesn't. But then all of a sudden, here I am. And, you know, you're, you're talking about collaborations. Like, I remember just doing that, you know, asking, like, you know, HR to be on a record, you know, yeah. or having him on a record or, you know, my, uh, Mike Mir, you know, just from yeah. Suicidal. Just yeah. so many guys feeling like that young kid that was just looking up to them and just stoked to have just to know them or call him friend, you know what I mean? Or get him on a record. Yeah. And now I find myself in that position where I have some of these younger bands saying, Hey, you want to jump on a track? And I'm just like, Oh dude, this is right. it just happened so quick. You know, well, it just happened so quick. And I love that too. But you know, like, I think that speaks to your personality and you know, I don't need to say this, but I'm going to say it. You know, we were introduced by a mutual friend. There was no managers involved. There's no right. big labels or anything. Literally yeah. friend introduced me with an email. I was like, hey, do you want to jump on Twitch? You're like, sure, whatever. Yeah, there was no, you just said, yeah, man, whatever, I'm down. And like, that is so refreshing, you know, at this time when it's like, oh, all the red tape, like I have to jump through to have a conversation, you know, that's, I'm not trying to do any harm here. I'm not, you know, I'm literally just having a great conversation. And, and I think that that speaks to your, your personality, but, um, you know, you, you talk about Mike Muir of Suicidal Tendencies, Mm -hmm. HR from uh, bad brains of course uh i mean you did a track with carlos santana uh <laughs> yeah. i think there was one with katie perry i mean we're talking yeah, really yeah. all over the map and that right. is just cool i mean how how 
I mean, I guess I really want to know about the Carlos Santana one and the Katy Perry one, if you can talk about those ones and just kind of how sure, they came sure. about and how working with, I mean, both legends in their own right. Yeah, they both, yeah, they both played sure. the Super Bowl, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny now because, you, you know, it's common to have like these rock collaborations, but, you know, uh, when we first started, that wasn't, it wasn't common in rock and roll, but because we were hip hop fans, yeah. even, even with our rock producers, we're like, hey, what do you think about, you know, us just being fans, you know, what do you think about us getting so-and-so or so-and-so to jump in on a track? And they're like, why, why would you do that? Right. But we're like, we're more because we were hip hop fans. Like that's what, that's what hip hop was. They always did that. They always featured the homie. They always featured, you know, an icon. They did, they did stuff like that to this day. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of just not knowing it was a thing just because we wanted to do it. We did it. We, on the thing on every record, we have somebody that we look up to, you know, that we, uh, that we loved or we grew up on. Um, and so we just did it. And so now it just seems kind of the common thing to do in rock and roll. But as far as, as far as Santana goes, um, <laughs> he, they actually hit us up because he, they just knew that we were huge fans at the time, you know, our record was doing so well. We're on top of the world. And um, when he was reaching out to younger artists, uh, we were one of those, those guys. And we had met um, Carlos before, I think at like rock and ring in Germany, like, yeah, you yeah. know, 2000 or something like that so well, and he's from, you know we're from san diego we're right by the border yeah he's from you know he's same area uh so it was just a mutual respect thing um as far as uh katie perry goes uh <laughs> she actually at the time she nobody knew who she was yeah. and she was um glenn ballard was uh kind of took her under her wing he was like we call him grammy glenn he's got he's worked with everybody that you can anybody that you love he's worked with every genre um, he, he, um, brought up Alanis Morissette. So obviously Katy oh, yeah. Perry was like his, his little protege. And, um, we were doing a song with him and I said, man, it would be nice to have some, like just some female vocals over, over this part, you know? And he said, well, I got, I got the perfect girl, mate. You know, I'll just bring her in, see if you guys vibe. And then Katie was super young. She'd come in and hang out in the studio just every day, just, just doing nothing, just hanging around. Cause she was cool. And um, yeah. she did the part. We ended up doing a video. We did some live uh, TV late night shows. And uh, before you knew it, she blew up and became the diva Katy, Katy Perry. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I remember her being on the Warp Tour. You yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, right when I think yeah. it was the summer when I Kissed a Girl came out. Yeah. And here yeah. she is, you know, biggest artist on Warp Tour playing yeah. the side stage, you know, 1230 p.m. Yeah, uh, I yeah. love that that could happen, you know, on Warped Tour. And hey, she totally. she kept her nose down. She didn't complain and <laughs> uh, paid her dues. And it's yeah. really great to see to see that. And that's that's so cool um, that you've yeah. got. I think she was always. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think she was always pretty, pretty punk rock during those times. And I, I think it was after that single where then you just she skyrocketed to pop and just Hollywood. You become yeah. that. But back then when she was playing her own guitars, uh, yeah. Warped Tour was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go to Twitch here and ask, see if anyone has any questions. Uh, but there's been a, a little bit of talk about a Sunny solo album, which I, uh, mm. I heard you were working on some solo music. Uh, yeah. Can you talk about that at all? What, what can we expect? Um, maybe you've had some downtime to work on some stuff yourself? Yeah, I think um, during the whole COVID and, and, and quarantine, um, that's that's just what I did I, to stay busy. I mean, obviously we were at home uh, with the family, but you know, you know, it's just it's easy nowadays just to set up a mic and 
and go for it. You know what I mean? And I was just, I connected with guys all over the world uh, because we couldn't meet with anybody. And I connected with guys checking out their websites, checking out some of the beats and music they, they produced. And, yeah. and I just wanted to do a, It's like a, it's a reggae album. So I just, I connected on socials and I was like, dude, send me some tracks. Let's, let's get down, you know, and they were, everybody was stoked. They would send me stems and, and I did everything right here in my own kitchen, you know, just having fun. Um, but here I am now, I'm just contem- I mean, I, I want to get it out, but that's the thing now too. We're here. We are writing for a new POD record. Right. Um, you know, just trying to figure out my options. And, um, at, at first I was like, uh, I just wanted to throw it out there for content and, um, you know, just whatever, whatever it does, it does. Um, but I, I really think I kind of have something special. So I, I, now I don't really want to rush it sure, and, um, right. and just throw it, throw it out to throw it out, you right. know? Right. So, and then, and then next year we're 2021, we're celebrating a 20th anniversary of satellite. So yes. we'll be touring all of that. And so I, I don't, I don't want to just have it get lost, but I, I, I got about 15 songs that, oh, great. you know, some are mixed, some are not. And dude, I, I'm, I'm feeling it, man. I dig it. Isn't it always funny how you, you start a project and it can be anything. It can be anything in your life. Right. And you're like, oh, I'll just start this project, whatever. And then <laughs> as you work on it, and you realize, hey, this isn't bad. Right, then you're like, right. wait a second, this little thing I was just going to kind of put out there. Now I want to put it out properly. Yeah, and then it ends up being just the right whole now. thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly where I'm at right now. Because, yep. you know, like we were saying with social media, all that stuff, it's just content, content, content. And I don't know. I just I don't want to do that. I'm old school, man. I just want to kind of give it its proper due and, and see what happens. I mean, I'd love to. I, I, I plan on touring it. You know, I wanted I want to do something with it. So we're just... Yeah. I'm just trying to do what's right, you know, and, and like I said, we're writing a POD record. We'll be touring all next year as soon as the, you know, the, the doors open. Um, so we're going to be busy. Absolutely. We've got, yeah, we got a bunch of questions here on the sidebar. And if you can see that too, Sonny, feel free to answer any of them. But uh, there's a question here that I really like from Neil Anglin. Uh, he asks, what was your first show? Do you remember your, your very first show, who played, where yeah, it was? Yeah. I assume probably in San Diego. Yep, it was in San Diego. It was um, uh, my 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 dad took me. It was actually in a theater here in San Diego, and it was the Police. Oh, cool. and wow! And o- Oingo Boingo was opening up for them, <laughs> and I mean, and I, the Police would. We think now, like, there's they couldn't even fit in you know a theater. Like, it's ridiculous. But and I, Oingo, nobody knew who Oingo Boingo was, and I remember hearing them, and I think they. They they actually did a, a police cover, opening up for the police. Because I remember I remember leaning oh. over to my dad. I remember leaning over to my dad. And I said, "Is this the police?" Because I knew the songs from the police, you know. But he was like, "No, it's not." And then you know, obviously, Oingo Boingo went to do their own. They thing. They must have got chewed out after that. That's a, that's right? definitely not something you do. Yeah, that, that, but dude, when you think about it now, it's so punk rock, dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna cover the, the 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 headliner, you know. Do you do you remember when obviously you went to that with your dad? It was the police, you know, like a big. Uh, how old were you, by the way? Do you, do you remember? I was I was young. Yeah. No, nope, I don't remember. I was I was super young. Um, and but my dad would take me to a lot of concerts, you know, a lot a lot of reggae music. He was a big reggae fan, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously the police had that. Um, they had that reggae influence uh, yeah. to their music, and yeah. so I just I remember it, I've been a fan ever since I was a kid. For sure. Uh, did you, do you remember the first, you know, let's say show you went to on your own? Like maybe a, like, did you hear about a punk rock band or did you see some, somebody locally that like me or it was a hip hop that, that drove you to like, Hey, 
I want to do that. When did that happen? Uh, I don't think there was anything that said, I, I, uh, I want to do that. It was more, I just, I was just, I just loved music. I liked going to shows, but I used to go to a lot of reggae, um, you know, underground shows. Um, it wasn't till I don't think I started going to more of the punk rock shows or like hardcore shows until like, you know, Marcos, my guitar player, my drummer, yeah. well, my cousin, they were already doing their stuff. And I wasn't really introduced to that kind of music. I was mostly a reggae kind of hip hop guy. But, yeah. but when, when I found the bad brains, then it was like, <laughs> because in my mind, punk rock was like, uh, it was this English white music in my right. mind. Right. And then once I saw that there were, you know, these four black cats that were doing this music, it, may, it, it drew my interest. And then it made me think, okay, well, what do they know that I don't know? Why, why are these four black dudes doing this, this quote unquote white music? So right. what, what is it? What is it? And then that's when I fell in love with them. I mean, obviously I knew suicidal cause they were, they were California. They were more, you know, Mexican kind of same, same streets. I knew about those kind of bands. But then that's when you just kind of dove into a little bit more um, of those bands that are a little bit more diverse uh, than just straight ahead kind of hardcore metal. They had you know, more, a little bit more soul to it, a little bit more groove. Um, but I don't remember, I don't I don't think I ever went to like a it was mostly just underground and local local shows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. I remember the first time I saw the, the Deftones. Cause they actually opened up for bad brains. And I remember thinking like, dude, these guys are sick, dude. Right. That's yeah. That's, that's funny. You're bringing, you're bringing up all bands that are, yeah. You know, um, I guess people of color, right. I mean, minorities. Yeah, yeah. And that's obviously that makes a lot of sense that you look yeah. up there on stage and you say, well, Hey, they're like me, you know? <laughs> right, and that's, right. that's, um, you know, it's something that as a white kid from Canada, honestly, I never thought about it. <laughs> You know, I was like, I was like, suicidal right. tendencies, like they're sick. I love, I love that band. I love yeah. the Bad Brains. I also love, yeah. I don't know, Pennywise. Oh, I love <laughs> Pennywise. Know? Like exactly. the like the all white, whitest band from from uh, L.A. or you know, but but yeah. no, um, but it 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 is. I mean, obviously, these days there's a lot of emphasis on that. I'm sure mm. when you guys started, there was probably racism that you encountered probably all the time. Yeah, based on you yeah. guys being, uh, you know, a Latin, um. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was that, I mean, I'm sure that was a bit of a hurdle, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of people were probably overwhelmingly accepting. I, I don't know. What was that like? It, I mean, it was in San Diego is so diverse. So you don't, right. you don't experience, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because especially now it's such the, the buzzwords and it's such a, you know, the, the, the climate right now with racism and stuff like that. But um, in San Diego it was so diverse. It's like, sure. you, you didn't experience it like that. You know what I mean? Like, dude, if, you know, out of all my friends, you know, we had like two white guys that were, that were a part of the, the crew and they were the minority, you know what I mean? So it yeah. wasn't like, it wasn't like, I mean, obviously we, we all know, okay, yeah, you're Mexican, you're black, you're white, you're, you're Asian, you're, we all know that, but it was like, dude, if we're all from the same neighborhood, you know what I mean? We, yeah. we all, we're, here we are, it's like, dude, we're, we're together. It wasn't like this separation where, you know, but it wasn't until we actually started touring on our own and then you get into some of the the southern states and you know and then you're like man why are these people looking at us you know and <laughs> right, you know yeah. obviously trey yeah. trey our bass player he's he's black and it's the same thing you know you go to we go sit at a restaurant you just you know that racism exists you know there was white power groups out here in san diego there was all and we we're yeah. not ignorant to that but 
we hung around with people that it just wasn't in our circle until you got outside the circle. And then it was like, Oh dude, these guys are totally checking us out here. There's definitely attitudes, you know, and then rock and roll, especially, you know, it's just, there's only a handful of brothers in rock and roll anyway. You know what I mean? At the time. Yeah. So we, de- we definitely was like, you know, you know, but that, it, it never stopped us from doing our thing. We just, we were in love with, with the music. And so we just kept playing. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, there, there are, are you seeing these questions? All people are posting on the side. Are there no, any, no, any, I, you're I, not looking at it. No problem. Um, there's just, there's a lot, it. no problem. There's a lot. And I don't really know what, what to ask. <laughs> Um, you know, a lot, a lot of it is, there's some shout outs to, um, nice. uh, POD Italia fan club. They, uh, oh, they're nice. wondering if you'll play the song home at the next tour. P.S. I love you. A, I know exactly that. It's Jessica. Jessica's a beat. Dude. So she's been, she's been making us swear that the next time we come to Italy, we play that song. So we, right. we will, we will right. play that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Je- uh, was it Jess? Welcome. Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. Welcome. Yes. Um, <laughs> No, there's lots of lots of good questions here. Um, somebody wants to know about your experience playing Cornerstone. Um, you know the oh, Christian wow. Festival that that was. Uh, I I always remember just massive bands playing that. I never got a chance to go, but uh, I'm kind of yeah. interested in, in that too. When you're in that kind of an environment, um, especially as a rock band, and some of it's quite conservative. Uh, right, right. How how was that experience? I don't know how many times you did it. Let's see. We we. It was 94. I remember we got we got invited to play the new band stage. And again, leaving San Diego, you know, for the first time to play outside of San Diego, uh, there was this band called The Blamed. And then they took us out. We all jumped in in the, like, the same van and we cruised out. We did some shows like in Memphis and, you know, all that area. And we went up to, it's Bushnell, Illinois, where Cornerstone is. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, but again, at the time too, it was like, I wasn't, I wasn't a Christian all my life. And so I was just trying to figure out what that was. You know, I became a Christian and then obviously already people were more religious. People were saying I wasn't Christian because of my tattoos or because right. the music yeah. we played, you know, obviously we were as ungodly as it comes to these judgmental Christians, you know? Yeah, it's wild. So for me to go to Cornerstone um, and play these shows was an eye opener that they're, because in San Diego, we weren't playing with Christian bands. It was like, dude, we, we were playing with skinhead bands. We were playing for open up for Cypress Hill, Green Day, you know, any Pennywise, anybody that would come through. We were just lucky and stoked to be on, on, the, on the, the bill, you know. And then once we got outside and we got to this festival, it was more of an eye opener to, oh, wow, there's really there's there is this Christian underground scene. But it was cool to see that these bands, there were these bands, there were good bands. And there was a lot of, there was hardcore bands. There were punk bands um, from all over the United States. Um, you know, and there were kids and I mean, tattoos weren't as they are now, yeah. but they were a lot more free than what you would think this like conservative, uh, you know, Christian religious church would be. Um, you know, again, with no, no judgment, but it was nice to be around, these other bands that were kind of like-minded. And so, you know, obviously there were some stiffs, there were some that didn't do this, but we actually just walked around and we just, we would watch all the bands in these tents and stuff. And we're like, dude, these guys are sick. You know what I mean? And they just get to, just get to know them and then we become friends with them and, you know, and just kind of become part of that scene. So that's when we realized that there was another scene going on, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, couple questions here about different movie soundtracks which i i find interesting that's a, also a bit of a 
Yeah, I don't know how many movie soundtracks, you know, like remember yeah, when yeah. the Titanic soundtrack was like the best selling one <laughs> and then there was the bodyguard yeah, yeah. and yeah. of course the Eminem um eight mile, like yeah. those were huge selling records. Um and, and there's a couple here people are talking about the Matrix, uh yeah. Little Nicky. Do you have a favorite um song you contributed to any of those? And and were there any any cool experiences of like going to movie premieres or or yeah. did you do any of the videos where they cut like scenes of the movie in your video? Like remember that was yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that was yeah. a thing too. What were those experiences like? Because I, I assume that probably won't happen again for uh, you right. know, bands. It's kind of it's kind of right. old school now. It is old school. I mean, back then, I um, kind of like what I said earlier it was just it was all new to us. So you know when we were getting asked to go. Or, you know, or, or a manager calls up and says, hey, they're going to use your song in, um, what was it, uh, Every Given Sunday or it's Al Pacino movie. It's like, what? This is sick. And then we would go to the premiere and we were just like these ghetto kids that had no business being there, just kind of really out of our element, you know, to, to, to see all these celebrities and actors and actresses on the red carpet it was just, it was all just new and surreal to us, but it was, it was fun. It was, it was like, man, we're we're doing something, you know, yeah. or, or we're, we're, we're making headways, you know? And, and so that stuff was awesome. Um, and then, um, you know, our music has just always made its way somehow, some way into, you know, just great movies, uh, uh, video games, a lot of the sports channels. Um, but a lot of that stuff is behind the scenes. You don't even know about it until it happens. I mean, I still get texts on like a Monday night football and someone's <laughs> like, dude, just heard, heard alive in the background. How cool, you know? I'm like, yeah, yeah that's right. sick. Right. So you don't know. It's just it's just happening. But it's always been a, it's again another bonus for us to kind of um, rub shoulders with some some of that world, you know. Of course, of course, too. Yeah. And I'm gonna have to ask you this question because someone's mm -hmm. being very persistent here. So I will ask this question. Where did it go though? Um, it's about your lyric writing process. So when you guys write, yeah. Sonny, do you write all the lyrics together, or do you mostly write the lyrical side of things? Um, and, and how do you find your way to write? Also, do you pray before writing? Interesting questions. Awesome. Interesting awesome. Questions. Great. Great. Uh, I would say yes to all of that. Um, no, I, I, I write, write the lyrics. Um, a lot of guys will write their lyrics in a, in a journal and they kind of keep that and then they just kind of place it when the music comes. But we've never really operated that way. We've always written the music first. And obviously we're, we're a guitar driven band. So it usually... 99% starts with Marcos coming in like, Hey man, I got these, these guitar riffs. And we're like, cool, let's, let's hear it. We jam, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll structure out the song. Obviously I'm always thinking vocally. So we'll, yep. you know, we've learned, we've learned to structure songs in certain patterns and, um, and we get, the, we get, you know, we get the, the meat down and then it's like, cool, I'll take it. I'll go sit with it. I mean, obviously everybody's always been welcome to um, throw in an idea for a hook or, a melody idea or, you know, and a lot of that comes with once we actually start laying down vocals and then um, we've always been an open team to write together where anybody can suggest, Hey, I wonder, maybe try it this way. Or uh, maybe we change the note, the melody up here. Like, cool. Like all we're all, that's what makes it fun, you know? But yeah. as far as like the, you know, the meat and potatoes of the lyrics, yes, it, yeah. it's me. And then, and then and always before I write anything down, it's just, again, being a, a man of faith, I, I always want my my lyrics to glorify God and be true to my faith, and but also my intentions are always that it means something to somebody. I, I don't just write down or sing stuff that's just um, 
that hasn't been thought through or yeah. it's just uh, content or um, it's just dumb words. It's uh, there's, sure. there's a lot, there's a lot of things hidden in there that probably will never come to surface, but then there's a lot of things that are a little bit more apparent and obvious. Um, and then there's a lot of stuff that uh, people have said, man, I've, I've heard that song for the last 15 years and it, it I finally figured it out or, right, or it right. meant, it meant, it meant this to me this time. Sure. You know sure, what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Well, <laughs> yeah. as, as a writer too, one of my favorite yeah. things to do is, you know, I, Obviously, like lyrics can be interpreted, you know, so many, right, right. so many ways. But I love when someone will say to me, oh, hey, so Shane, um, this song, it's about this, right? And this, right? And this. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, and I never thought about it that way before. But since it's better than mine, yeah. I'll just use that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're a genius, Shane. <laughs> like, you're uh, such a poet. <laughs> do you remember the, uh, the, I think the website's still there. Song, it's like because songmeanings.net. It was one of the first. It's kind of like genius, um, but the earlier one, and it's still it's still up and it's still pretty cool. But I would look at what people thought my songs were about, and and I'll just right. hey, that's better than mine. I'll just use that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard that, but I think that's that's the beauty of it. You know, I mean, obviously, if it takes you in some people, of, if it takes you in some different the opposite direction. I'd be like, no, that's not what it meant. But if they had some, you know, experience with it and they're like, dude, this is what it made me think of, or this is what I got out of it. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. That's all you bro. You know what I mean? Cause that's like, that's, that's what's beautiful about it. You know, you are meditating on these lyrics and then you can actually, yeah, like you said, make it even better than my intentions, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and, and speaking yeah, with me and, and thanks to everybody here on Twitch. Uh, poking in and asking questions yeah, and I guess anything else to tell the people um, obviously there's a European tour planned I'm sure there'll be lots mm-hmm. uh, congrats on the 20th anniversary next year Thanks, of man. satellite I mean a big record I'm sure yeah, people yeah. can expect hopefully you know to see you guys celebrating uh, 20 years of that record uh, yeah. what else what else to tell the people uh, that's the that's the plan we, we plan on a you know, playing the record um, from beginning to end. Um, and then obviously throw in other songs that people know and just really kind of celebrate, you know, our, our just our time as a band. When you think of 20 years on that record, it's just insane. It doesn't seem like it. Um, but we're going to have fun doing that. And just, uh, if anything, man, just uh, wishing everybody out there just the best, you know, obviously a happy holidays, just a new year. Um, and hopefully things will get better in the, in the year yeah. to come. But just, just, just hold on, all the people. I know we're all going through it t- uh, together. Um, try not to get caught up in all the cares and the worries of uh, tomorrow, but just kind of enjoy your moment today, you know. Uh, live life, be positive, man. And uh, I definitely look forward to seeing um, all those music fans out there next year. No, absolutely, yeah. Thank you for all the work you've done with, the, with whosoever and, and everything Thanks, else, brother. man, as well. And uh, I'll let you go. Uh, I'll stick yeah, around dude. with the people here on Twitch for a little bit longer, but uh, Sonny, all the best, man. Thanks for doing this. And uh, Same to you, brother. And take care. We'll see you guys. Right, man. <laughs> see you later. So there it is with Sonny. What a legend. Seriously. Biggest sweetheart ever. I want to thank him so much for doing the show live on Twitch. Again, add us on Twitch. Don't forget, twitch.tv slash Shane told. I'm doing nine days in a row starting today with Mike at six and uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a, <laughs> a lot of content, but I'm enjoying it because I just love getting on there for people and just kind of, you know, messing around a little bit.
So yes, some news. On Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, I will be speaking with Jag, formerly of a Skylit Drive. That's going to be awesome. Tune in live on Twitch. And of course, there'll be a new podcast episode on Wednesday. And on Wednesday at 6 p.m., me and Mike Howell will be doing our thing on Twitch. And then on Friday, you get the drift. It's just, it's coming at you all the time. I'm loving it. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. I will leave you with a tune. It's a hard decision. <laughs> so many huge, massive hits and awesome POD songs. But I'm going to go with one of my favorites, a classic. Here is Alive on Lead Singer Syndrome. And I'm going to follow it up with the new Christmas lullaby, all from POD. Peace and love. Happy holidays. And I'll see you very soon.
Wake up, today is Christmas, and today around the world. Be grateful for who is with us, and thankful for the things we have. Cause some may have, and some just don't. But why stay sad when still there's hope? There's someone out there is lonely, and someone you probably know. It's cold outside, a quiet day. Hold on tight, silent night. Cold outside, stay inside. Hold on tight, it's a holy night. It's still Christmas, sacred love divine. One thing have I is a Christmas lullaby.